0: and girls and everyone in between. It's time for the PC Tech Radio Show with your host today, Random Man. Are you ready, ladies and gentlemen?
1: i it not Be Jesus
0: your hey, 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 boys and girls. Random F back again. Sorry it's been such a while, but we're going to be knocking these out a bit more often from now on, I hope. Just kind of hoping for a co-host today, but you've got to put up with me instead, so never mind. Um, we'll kick things off. Now, I've had a couple of questions in from Mark and Donna about wee problems that they've had. I'm on about the console Wii, not medical terms. So, before anybody panics, this is not a doctor's show. But the problems they're having, one's been bought from eBay and it's not working, it's a brick. And the other one was updated via using an original game disc and now stops working. Unfortunately, the pair of you sound as though both of these systems were originally hacked. Badly. Um, Well, no, not badly, it's just that putting original games into a hacked console, you really need to know that it's been hacked and not to do the updates. Um, as far as the one-off eBay that's not working, unless you've got the original saved files from when they are tried or attempted to hack it, there's no recovery. Now the other solution is, if you s- they are both in warranty, send them back to Nintendo. And they'll reset them, and they should work fine. It's not always wise to hack your consoles and whatnot. And let's face it, if Nintendo, dis- if you do send it back, they're going to charge you if it's out of warranty, and they have no right to fix it if they acknowledge the fact that you've hacked it in the first place. But you'll still be charged. Um, so effectively, I can't help you on either of those solutions. So, congratulations, you've now got the cornerstone for that extension you've always wanted. But, today's theme, music-wise, I'm going to go old school. And I've got some classic, classic tunes for you coming up. Now, I've got an awful lot of tunes, so I might spread this over two shows, music-wise. But, I don't know about anybody else, but I used to love Zig and Zag. Now, in my opinion, they've tried making a comeback. Yes, it's via... Um, Chasing Status, but I think you'll agree with this little bit that I've done or should I say this could be the album version because I've just extended it a wee bit. Enjoy.
1: This is the Zagamuffin calling planet Earth. Planet, Earth. planet Earth. Ziggy Man and Zagamuffin are in the house in house full effect. 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 We're right. right. in- now so. Zag- Jump on stage, everyone here was a shout. When temperatures in the rave, it's too much it's such a next high When I climb on stage, all of my just shout. If guys step on my preps, I'm boiling my i on the next high Don't start calling the feds, I'll chase my to the yard next time. The break team's calling my phone Be
0: Yeah, I've doctored it a little bit, but I'm sure you agree, it works. <laughs> right, now we've got another question come in from Stuart. Um, he's having. He wants to know how to partition his hard drive. Um, yeah, okay, there's lots of different programs you can use to do this, but one of the easiest ways, so long as you know what you're doing and which drive you're looking at, then go into Control Panel. Uh, system tools and you need to go into the administration tools computer management disk management now in that it will pull up all your hard drives and show you what partitions are what it will tell you the main one if you've got half a dozen different drives then it will show them all if you've only got one you're running the risk of um, killing off your system You need to know what you're doing, or at least know that, worst case scenario, should you blow the wrong drive away, you can just rebuild and continue, start from scratch. You can double partition, triple partition, it's not a problem, it's easy enough to do. Just be warned, you click the wrong one, it'll kill the system off, so you'll need to rebuild. Um, But let's face it, a little bit of common sense, it'll sort you out, it'll go through and you'll be able to do your dual boot that you wanted now if you're doing two different copies of Windows again two different partitions you will still need to set the boot up screen um, to be able to allow you to choose which one you want Linux does it automatically for you so that's not too much of a worry there Um, but to be fair it does set it up automatically you can increase or decrease the amount of time that that menu is shown at the beginning of boot up again all within the options and all within the settings uh, within cr- control panel so it's not that difficult to do but to be warned, you click the wrong drive, partition the wrong drive you're gonna kill off what you've got so it's well worth backing up everything important before you do it just in case alright we've got another one coming in um, now there was no name on this one but we've got uh, a question about a hard drive making an awful lot of noise uh, and is there any decent ways of testing it now obviously you've got your standard Windows check disk um, yes not bad at all but if you're wanting one that runs within Windows one that I use is a free download and it's from Seagate so if you just go onto the Seagate website and get hold of Seagate C-Tools. Now this doesn't just work on Seagate hard drives, this works on any hard drive, but it will do the same as check disk and then some. You'll actually be able to run it within Windows and see exactly what's going on. Um, warning though, if you decide to run the test on it, it will test your machine. Not test to see whether it can do, it will test it to see what it will do to the extreme so if you think that your hard drive is making a lot of noise and it may be on its way out which is what they do do if they start making a lot more noise than usual it usually means that either the disc itself is spinning and it's not spinning correctly or the needle arm is catching and sticking if you run the extensive tests on it you could end up killing it before you get a chance to back everything up. Um, Best thing I would suggest is back everything up to begin with because once they start going, they may just go. There's no warning. I mean, I've bought a brand new external hard drive before, had it less than a fortnight, filled it with information, and then it seized up on me. Uh, When I say seized up even though it's in an internal or external enclosing i could have fried an egg on this hard drive just on it trying to spin up for windows to read it i lost every bit of information on there but these things happen it doesn't matter whether it's a brand new bit of kit or an old bit of kit i hate to say it and pardon my french shit happens you can't help it i lost an awful lot of important data when that drive died these things happen, get over it. Um, so, but that's, yeah, Seagate C Tools. I recommend that to test any of your hard drives. Um, whether it's just to see whether it's running okay or whether you want to put it through its paces, it will certainly do the job. Right, now it seems as we've started with a bit of a, a kiddified track. I'm going to play you now, one of my guilty pleasures. I love this track, I always have done. And I'm pretty sure one of you two will as well. Here we go. Here's Smarty's Sesame's Treat.
1: Five. five six, seven. Eight.
0: pleasure of mine but I'm pretty sure it's brought a smile to some of you as well and for those of you that haven't heard it before welcome to the club right now I probably should have said this at the beginning of the show but the best way to listen to all these tunes is through headphones in your own little world <laughs> that's the way I spend most of my days but never mind that's besides the point back to the questions now Stuart writes in and says he thinks his registry is broken is there any way that he can get in and fix it hate to say it, Stu, but, um, no. If it's broken, (laughs) it means that files are missing, programs or registry entries will need to be reinstalled. If you know which ones they are, you should be able to uninstall, reinstall the program, there it is, problem fixed. Now, obviously, I'm hoping that you've heard the show that I've done previously, recommending a program called CCleaner from Piriform. Um, Now, I hope you boys from Piriform are listening, because. I'm recommending your product, you can at least get in touch. I'd like to say it was a mini and you'd send me one, but it's not, so never mind. But that will clean your registry out. Any dead files, it'll allow you to see, um, and it'll allow you to clean. Uh, but playing with the registry is a big no-no. You delete one entry wrong, you will fry the whole system, or something else installed on the system won't run. It's not for the faint-hearted, and... In terms of the Birmingham studio, it's a red. Yeah. um, You can play with the registry if you know what you're doing. If you don't, please don't, because you will end up doing damage without even trying. It's not for the faint-hearted and certainly not for the inexperienced. Yes, everybody's got to learn sometime, which again is another great track, but you've got to respect the fact that you mess up you mess up, you're going to have to rebuild and start all over again, but double check your installed programs, if you know which problem, or if it's showing you an error message saying which registry files corrupt and so on and so forth, run CCleaner, that should hopefully get rid of it, again via CCleaner, if the program isn't loading properly, disable it in the startup um, and then uninstall it, reinstall it see if it sorts a problem, but as far as you going in and fixing your own registry, please don't it's more hassle than you think it's worth. Um, so now we shall move on to some more tunes. Because I've got two pretty big subjects coming up. Um, which will mean me yabbering on for a little while. And we all know that Earth Folk can yabber for hours and hours and hours and... Oh, cool. Tractor. Gold-plated rims. I like her. But never mind. Back to the music. Um, this one... There's, whoa, there's so many to choose from, but let's go with another big, big classic tune. Uh, this is from the boys SL2 on a ragged tip. I said there's an awful lot of guilty pleasures in this there is I've, as I said I've got queued up about an hour and a half s worth of music, I don't think I'm going to be fitting it all into this show um, but should you need any questions answering and you want to go directly to my email, it's randomf-ptr at hotmail.co.uk that's randomf-ptr at Hotmail.co.uk. That'll come straight to me, um, and I can obviously answer as many questions as I can. Some of them I'll be blunt, some of them I'll be long-winded, but I don't think you mind either way, because nobody said differently so far. <laughs> the airwaves are mine and I'm taking over! <laughs> right, now we've had a shed load of questions coming in from... Lots of people asking about their Fujitsu systems, the Esprimo, the Celsius, uh, the Futuro and the Scenic. Um, Now these problems range from putting in graphics cards, memories, CPUs and hard drives. Um, Now there's a simple reason that a lot of these are hard work and they're not going according to plan. It's because a lot of these systems, especially the models that have been going on about, like the, excuse me a minute, what is it, the X-102 Edition Scenic, uh, we've also got the, um, the, the the E-5700 Esprimo. Now, these are old systems, folks, uh, may not be that old to you but as far as the technology goes, they are old systems. And it's the same thing that David covered uh, about Dell. A lot of the lower-spec systems you get pre-made from these big manufacturers are throwaway systems. They're meant for office use. They are meant for simple operations. If you do not upgrade it within the first 6 to 12 months of purchase, there's no point upgrading that machine without doing a complete overhaul, motherboard, processor, graphics, memory, right? Because, again, like Dell, Fujitsu use a lot of custom parts. So, yes, you might it might say it takes DDR2 memory, but like Dell, it may not fit. Um, because they have it made for them. Unless it's an official part, there's no guarantee that any add-ons that you add to these machines are going to work Um, and should they work doesn't mean that they'll work to their full potential because the motherboards aren't exactly up to spec and so okay drop a new graphics card in it should work now i've uh, heard david answering a few questions about graphics cards if it's a semi if the graphics if the motherboard can cope with the graphics card. You plug the graphics card in, put, plug your monitor straight into that new graphics card, you will have a screen. You can then go into your BIOS, disable the onboard should you so wish, but any semi-decent motherboard will automatically make the switch. You don't have to worry about disabling one to make the other one work. The motherboard will automatically, de- 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 that. automatically detect I should say, the new graphics card and assume it is number one. Um, It's the same with onboard sound. See now a lot of people panic, oh they drop a sound card in, how do I get it all working? If you get it set up right you can run both both sound cards. Yeah? So why not? You can then double the amount of speakers you want to plug in. You can double the amount of mics you can plug in. Should you so wish. Yes you can set it all up like that but there's no need. What's the point of whacking a second uh, sound card in if you don't need it Um, so yeah the Fujitsu system problems if you don't know what you're doing and it's not working properly it's probably because it's not compatible and even if it does work it will not be working to its full potential because it's not compatible completely so I hate to say it but you're looking at an overhaul rather than just a part. These systems are old. They're designed as throwaway systems for offices, for families that just want to surf the net and maybe type a few letters, do a bit of homework on it. Um, they're not designed for Joe Blogs to come along and two years down the line think, right, it's not enough anymore, I need to upgrade. You can't. The parts are not uh, compatible because the motherboard will be so old. And, okay, the motherboard might take it. Doesn't mean the power supply will. They don't put excessively big power supplies in. They do. They put enough in to do the job, to run what the system's got. You whack a meaty graphics card in there, you're going to need to replace this uh, um, PSU power supply to be able to cope with the extra drainage. So, I'm afraid, folks... It's not the best answer. You know, yeah, I've answered the question, but it may not be what you wanted to hear. Um, Now, somebody was saying as well, they've got a system and it's showing that there's 10 gig missing on the hard drive. Now, what you'll probably find is that this is a manufacturer's backup. Uh, They create these so that should you need to rebuild your system... You can restore that backup, and you'll have it back and running as per per factory settings. So, first time you switched it on, that's how the backup should bring it back to. Um, Now, a very, very good program, which I've found, completely free again. You know me, I like my freebies on this show. But it's called WinDirStat. W-I-N-D-I-R-S-T-A-T. All one word, get hold of it. It's basically a hard drive examiner. But it will show you every single little file that is on your hard drive. You'll have a pretty mosaic of all these colours of different shapes and sizes, depending on the file size and the file type. Now this thing will help with the known Vista problem now, I don't know whether anybody's experienced it but Vista has a horrible tendency of creating a restore point and then just adding to it so it hits a stage where the more you delete the bigger this backup gets so you've got absolutely nothing but Windows on your hard drive because you're trying to create space and yet you've still got no room left on your hard drive and there's nothing to delete and so on and so forth Windows stat will allow you to see that file to physically delete it. Doesn't matter whether you're in Windows and you've shown all your hidden files, it will not show up. You go into DOS, you will not be able to locate it, it's just not there. This program will allow you to sh- see it and delete it. Um, now, that's how I first got hold of the program because of what Vista was doing to me. After three rebuilds, I found this program which allowed me to just go delete on the backup. And all hunky dory, all the hard drive space I needed, wanted, was back there and ready to use. Um, so just Google it, Windows stat. Get hold of it. It's a great little program. I'm not saying it's one of those that you're going to use on a daily basis, but if you've got files and you want to know the day-to-day running of what's on your PC, it's a good way of seeing what's on there. Um, what file types you've got and how many of them you've got if you want to start doing that sort of rubbish but it's a handy little program it does all you need to do and then some Um, now another bit we're going to cover I'm going to do A 32 versus 64 bit operating system bit and then I'm also going to speak a bit about file sharing because apparently you lot have been banging on about it and David says I'm in charge. So let's get us in the mood with, hmm, make sure you're all listening. There's a little bit of prodigy coming up for you and it's like I say, we hope everybody be in the place, all right? versus 64-bit question. Now this is thanks to Philip, Wayne, Andrew, Dominic and Mark who've all written in with questions regarding 64-bit operating system. Um, now, first thing you need to do is know whether your processor is 64-bit. Um, best way of doing this to find out what make and model your processor is you can go into the control panel system find out that way, or there's a little program called CPU-Z, now this is from the boys, at, well CPU-ID, right, just download it, free little program to use, but it will give you every little detail of your processor, it will give you the f- weather, uh, te- or the temperature it's running out at, the voltage it's running at, the stability of it, best thing of all, it will give you the exact make and model of your CPU. Right? you can then search online see what that processor can handle see what it can do That's the easiest way to find out whether your system is 64 bit compatible um, now the main difference between 32 and 64 is the amount of memory that can be seen now as far as Joe Blog's standard user is concerned any 32 bit operating system any 32-bit operating system can and will only run four gig of memory at tops. It doesn't matter if you've got a two gig graphics card in there with four gig DDR sat there running, yeah? Total six gig. It will only recognize and only utilize 3.5 gig at most, right? So, in my calculations, that's at least two and a half gig wasted on a 32 bit system now the biggest downs or so the biggest upside to 64 bit is you can whack pretty much as much memory as your motherboard can handle on there and windows will utilize the whole lot so yeah okay it will only display what you've got on the motherboard it won't show you or it won't include say for argument's sake the 2 gig on the graphics card Within usable space, but it will use it and it will utilise it. Uh, A 64-bit operating system is very versatile. Unfortunately, it's not complete yet. If you're running a lot of old equipment, printer, scanner, an old webcam, you may not be able to get the drivers. Um, So the best thing to do is go to said website just check everything that you've got that's going to be attached to the computer, go to the website worst case scenario, unless it's really old, a lot of places have at least got a windows 7 or Vista 64 bit beta version they're not perfect but it'll work um, and that's the only downside to the 64 bit side of things There's, there are compatibility issues um, but if you've ever tried Vista, 32-bit, and found things don't work, 7 has corrected them. Um, now the bit, uh, 64-bit operating systems are great in theory. There's only one problem. It's not actually... the code, the programs aren't actually written in 64-bit. They're written in two chunks of 32-bit but fired through at the same time. So yes, a 64-bit operating system is quicker, noticeably quicker. If you have a 32-bit system and have an exactly the same spec system running 64-bit, and you're running them side by side, you will notice a difference. Instead of click, wait, load, done, 64-bit, especially from a fresh reinstall, click done the only thing is one with the 64 bit it might take a tiny bit longer to load initially but then once it's loaded you're flying instead of having load 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 do something save load do something save load 64 bit it's click done click done click done click done um, the, my biggest issue with it is compatibility but if you got new bits, you do your groundwork first, just go to your manufacturer's websites, nine times out of ten there'll be something there to use to imply that you can use it on a 64-bit operating system. If there isn't, then that bit of kit's useless. You can't use it on a 64-bit. But saying that doesn't mean that you can't run games on there. 32-bit games run fine. Um, a lot of things to do it's mainly the drivers if the drivers aren't 64 bit compatible then you're stuffed that bit of equipment will need to be replaced or upgraded if you've got no issues there, you can put any game you like on there um, and it will run sweet as anything if you can find a game, say for argument's sake Crisis, and install the 64 bit version, enjoy that's all I'll say enjoy it is a nice bit to watch there's no loading there's no lag There's it just runs sweet as a nut but until they actually get the 64 bit working properly you won't know what it can do and that's the biggest problem nobody has got the time the patience or the know-how to physically fully program everything in 64 bit code it's running at two th- sets of 32 bit coding that's how they're getting it to work now. Um, There is one system that's a bit older, uh, that was completely 64-bit, and it was written and coded completely in 64-bit. So, but I can't remember what that is, but that's old school now. That's old news. Uh, So what I'm going to do now is, instead of finishing this show off and talking about file sharing, I'm going to leave that for the next one, which will cover uh, a few motherboard problems as well Um, so I'm going to play you out now with let's have a look something that will definitely prick up your ears but until next time peeps enjoy this track by Liquid Sweet Harmony